Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, which each week we bring you a dynamic guest. Um, tonight our guest was supposed to be M. Morgan James. Um, she wrote a book called The how to raise a millionaire. Um, so so far she's not online, and we'll just have to wait. But meanwhile, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, in, in this time and age, everybody sometimes gets negative thinking. And are you aware that you can switch your negative thinking into positive thinking? I remember one day I was driving down the freeway and. It was a very it was rush hour traffic, and I was on my way to San Diego to um, speak at a group. And I was over in the far left lane, and my tailpipe fell off my car. And I was almost at the last exit where I could get off before I had to drive a great distance. And the traffic was so heavy that I couldn't even uh, get into um, get over. So at that point, I was a little stressed. But then I started thinking, uh, you know, there's nothing I can do to change this. So why don't I try to change my mindset into positive thinking? So what I did is I thought, oh, I'm pretty lucky because I have a cell phone and I can call AAA, which I did. And uh, AAA came and they told me to... Oh, and the other thing, as I said, I had a cell phone and I could call AAA. So I was not only happy that I had a cell phone, I was happy that I had AAA. So AAA came and they told my car to, we had to go clear up and turn around and come back because I had gone beyond the last exit of the town and we had to go through a uh, like a uh, checkpoint of um, that they have on the, on the main highway. And then we had to come back around and all the way down. So when I got back to the car rental place, I rented a car and, you know, did all the paperwork and started up going towards San Diego. And on my way there, I found out that there had been a very bad accident on the freeway that I would have traveled on about the time I would have traveled had I not had the problem. And a person was killed. And... So I thought, oh, you know, maybe that was God's way of slowing me down and I wouldn't have been tied up in all the traffic or who knows, maybe I would have been part of the accident. But, And I was feeling really good because I had not let all the neg- negativity of what had happened that morning uh, actually drain me down. It did in the beginning, but after a while it it really was not, is that I mean we all have days where things happen for us and I think if we can just take our mindset and think about what are we thankful for then all of a sudden all that negative energy will leave our body and will be positive well the bottom line is I got to the the event on time and I was it was really great and I was not stressed had I been stressed it would have been hard to go ahead and do my speaking engagement and since then, I've just tried to train, change, trade my mind, change, train my mind that when things are negative, that I just um, go into a mode of how to change the negative into positive. 
The other thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, in our day of all of us being so busy, you know, we used to write letters and we used to write cards and then all of a sudden we just got so busy and we couldn't do that anymore. So what happens is, you know, I know I'm guilty. I used to write long letters. I used to write cards. I used to have poems written for my friends. I still do a lot of the online cards. And I still, you know, and I try to send cards for no reason. But I've gotten away from the printed, you know, the, the written card where you put a stamp and you mail it to someone. A couple of months ago, I got a phone call. I wasn't here. It went to my voicemail, and it was from a, uh, a friend's daughter in who lived in Washington, D.C., and she left me a message, and when I got back, I called her, and she said to me, um, my mother, she said, there's a, oh, I know what had happened. In between the time she left me the message, I received this brown envelope, and it was addressed to me, and I thought it was something else, and I opened it up, and inside of it was all of these cards and letters and items that I had sent this woman over the years. And in the brown envelope was a letter from her daughter who said to me, I don't know that you know, but my mother just passed away. And she cherished, she wanted me to send these on her dying bed. She said that and, and she said she even addressed the envelope on her dying bed so that it would be in her handwriting to you. And in the envelope she placed all of the cards and letters and poems that I'd sent her, <coughs> which dated back to 1975. It was, like, unbelievable. It was like, I mean, my one daughter's in her 40s, and she was in high school when one of the poems was written. And it was like, it was almost like this is your life. Because as I read through those things, it was like bringing me back to years and years because here we are in 2013 and I'm telling you that the things in the envelope went back to 1975. She used to always tell me, like I, when I would be flying to the East Coast, I would always try to see her. And we met when my son was starting seventh grade and her son was starting seventh grade at a military school in Virginia and they were, she was in line behind me and that's, how we formed our friendship and stayed friends over the years. And she always told me, I cherish the cards you send, Robbie, or I cherish the poems you send. But I thought she was just saying that to be, you know how people say things. I thought she's just saying that to be nice. But when I got all of those back, I knew that those poems had really meant something to her. Those letters, those cards, And it was like, I remember as I was reading them, tears were running down my eyes. And I thought to myself, you know, we never realized how something so little could mean so much to so many people. So, you know, I made a pact that day that each week I would pick up the phone and call someone and even get back to writing a letter or doing a card I'm still doing more of the e-cards than I do the written ones, but I do pick up the phone and call someone. The first call I made after that 
going through that and, and you know, and, and talking to her daughter and giving her my condolences on her mother's passing and telling her that I could not believe that she saved everything all those years because I sent her a lot of things. And I still have them. And they're still in the brown envelope because I felt whenever I have a day that I need a little cheering up, wow, I pick that up and it just brings me back to life and thinking the little things of life are what make people so happy. So um, the first person I called was my friend Gail, who lives in Long Beach, who I had not seen for a couple of years, even though we're not that far apart from each other. But you know how our busy lives get together. We just couldn't connect. But I called her, and she was so. We were actually friends. We grew up in Hawaii together. We were in seventh grade together. And although we don't always see each other, the, the friendship and love for each other is still there. In fact, she said to me after I called her, and she was so thrilled to hear from me, she said, Robbie, even though we do not communicate all the time, you're always in my heart, and I'm always there for you. And when we get back together, we are, it's like we never left. And I have another friend like that in Nashville who 50 years ago was my neighbor in Hawaii. And every once in a while, I get a chance to hop over to Tennessee and visit her. Not often, but I do get there. And she always remembers that I like to make ice cream. And so she gets her ice cream maker out. And we sit on the porch and we make ice cream. You know, as we're in this busy world of trying to survive, it's some of the little things that we forget. The things that, you know, make us happy. We need to go take time and be still and go within our hearts and souls and and just remember some of those things because they do make us happy and get back to taking time and writing a letter to someone or just doing a card, um, a thank you card or great to see you card or have a wonderful day card or whatever don't you don't even need a reason because you never know when that person opens that card. I'm sure that there would be a smile on their face, and you would be bringing happiness to them. Sort of like passing passing something forward and, and making someone's day. I remember one not long ago, one of our little queens in the town was walking around, and she had. She had a bunch of, right after that event in Sandy Hook, she had a little bag of the M&Ms, and she tied a ribbon, punched a hole in the top of them, and tied a ribbon, and she gave it to me. And she said, random act of kindness, number 16, in honor of Emily Parker, Sandy Hook Elementary. So what she did is she did one of those for every one of the children that were killed and walked around in her, she was, in in elementary school with her little crown and gave it to people just to say thank you for no reason. So in our busy world, let's get back to doing basics of of caring about each other and saying hello to people we haven't said hello to. And I think that that is going to make our world a better place. And keep doing what we're doing, but just take time for other people um, I'm really sorry that my guest isn't here today, today and we'll, I'll have to reschedule her. I tried to reach her by phone, but it was unsuccessful. But 
she has a fabulous background and she her shows it's going to really be great because she wants to help parents understand why they need to help their kids start a business, how to do it, and how to make the most of the experience. You, if you want to learn a little bit about her, go to www.howtoraisemillionaire.com and you can see a little bit of the opportunity. On um, this Thursday, normally my show is on Thursday, has been on Thursday. This coming Thursday will be the last Thursday show, and then I'm switching to Monday. Because Thursday just doesn't seem to work really well. I seem to have so many other events that come up since I'm also on the board of the Chamber of Commerce. But um, my guest is going to be Darcy Keith. And she was a college senior, she was, you know, she was a college senior and she woke up from a coma and she found herself in the hospital with memory loss of an entire college major. Brain injury paralyzed half of her body and other injuries. Gone was everything that she'd worked for in her life, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. So she wondered, what was I to do with the rest of my life? She um so today she's a, she's a professional speaker knows as, known as the queen of survival sharing the secrets of her, her success and positive story with others. So she's written uh, has been a contributing author to three books, Refined by Fire, Discovering Victory Through Adversity, Women Like Us, Real Stories, Real Stories and Strategies for Living Your Best Life. And leading the way, stories of inspiration and leadership. So, be sure and tune in next this coming Thursday at 5 p.m. And then the following uh, week we go to Monday, and the first Monday show is going to be at four, and then we go back to the five o'clock thing. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And I again, I'm sorry our guest wasn't there, but I just wanted to share those little positive things with you um, to, to just say thank you for being you. You're wonderful. And think about those people that you haven't been in touch with for a while and just give them a jingle. You probably will make your day. Thanks again and bye now. <laughs>